Mr. McMurphy, the meeting was adjourned and the vote was closed. But the vote was 10 to 8. The chief, he's got his hand up. Look. No, Mr. McMurphy. When the meeting was adjourned, the vote was 9 to 9. Ah, oh, come on. You're not going to say that now. You're not going to say that now. You're going to pull that hen house shit now. When the vote, the chief just voted, it was 10 to 9. Now, I want that television set turned on right now. Koufax kicks, he delivers. It's up the middle, it's a base hit! Richardson is rounding first, he's going for second. The ball's in the deep right center. Davidson over in the corner, cut the ball off. Here comes the throw, Richardson rounding first, he goes into second, he slides, he's in there, he's safe! It's a double, he's in there, Martin. You look at Richardson, he's on second base. Koufax is in big fucking trouble, big trouble, baby. All right, here's Richardson. <laughs> I like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. This is Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast, episode 19, Donnie. This was, we've had a couple of schlock fests. We did some roadhouse, some cocktails, some last dragons, some three amigos. Yeah. We'll get, yeah. So this week we're gonna we're gonna go back to actual like some media cinema, cinema, si- some film. Yes, word. Um, so it is my pick for this week, and uh, what I picked was Milos Forman's Jack Nicholson's uh, starring role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from 1975. I'll give you the IMBD. Uh, synopsis sucks ass, but I'll read it anyway because it makes me <laughs> laugh. That whoever wrote this uh, obviously did not really take either didn't take yeah, to the, the the film or didn't watch it. They got a dollar fifty for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A criminal pleads insanity and is admitted to a mental institution where he rebels against the oppressive nurse and rallies up the scared patients, which mm. is. A really bad synopsis of this film. A little Terrible. bit better, yeah. A little bit better information. One, this is from Wikipedia. One flew over the cuckoo's nest is a 1975 American psychological comedy drama film directed by Milos Forman, based on the 1962 novel of the same name by Ken Kesey. The film stars Jack Nicholson as Randall McMurphy, a new patient at a mental institution, and features support a supporting cast of Louise Fletcher. Will Sampson, Danny DeVito, Sidney Lassick, William Redfield, as well as Christopher Lloyd and Brad Dorif in their film debuts. It is essentially about a, a guy who is using a mental, you know, using like mental illness as a dodge so he does not have mm-hmm. to serve time in prison for uh, battery, assault and battery, although he has well, been not charged you- for statutory rape, but you know, that's one of his things, and then ends up uh being in 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 into that 
system and cannot leave. And it's a, it's a, it's an amazing film. One of my favorites. Have you, have, have you read the book? Yes. Uh, that's actually how I was book. introduced to it. I read okay, the book so- in, in college or no, in high school, I read the book in high school. And then when I read it, I loved it so much um, that I immediately tried to see if they'd made a movie of it. And of course they had. So I got it on at the time I got, I rented it from Blockbuster and like watched it four times that night. I loved mm-hmm. it so much. I owned a laser disc of it at one point. I had a wow. DVD of it. I really, this isn't, you know, like we talk about like, what's your top five and does it ever, this mm-hmm. is one of those mm-hmm. top five films that never has changed. It's always been one of my favorite films to watch. I love this movie. You know, what's interesting about, you know, I was, I, I have, I have not read the book. Uh, my wife read the book uh, and we were kind of discussing some of the, it's been a long time since she read the book. It's been a long time since she's seen the movie. I had never seen the movie ever, never read the book. So we were kind of talking and I asked her, I said, what is one of the, what is, what is the biggest difference between the book and the movie? And oh, she said, well, it's, it's interesting to, to, to watch the movie because a lot of it is, is we're, 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 we are the audience surrogate with, uh, uh, Nicholson is our audience surrogate, right? He's leading us into this new world of, of, of the mental asylum, right? Okay, I, I think that's an interesting take. I, that's not yeah, my take book, on it, but I understand the book, that. The book, the book apparently follows the chief. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest differences is that, yes, you're right, he is in, uh, 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 for the book, he's, uh, he takes the plea uh, for mental insanity to get in this place because of assault and battery. But for the movie, it's statutory rape of a 15-year-old girl. Well, no, if you, if you listen to the script, he was never charged for it. He does admit to doing it, but that's not why he was in prison. Okay, okay. Okay. It, it, it was okay. It, it, it was it was the same as the book. And what I would argue, it's an yeah. interesting thing that you say that is that for, for, from Mimi's uh, perspective, because, and maybe it's because I have read the book and mm-hmm. and then saw the movie, but I do not see Jack Nicholson. I do not see Randall McMurphy as the audience surrogate. I see very I oh, wow. very much. I very much see Chief as oh, the wow. audience surrogate, even in the film, okay. because so much of the film. And you get you get a foreman does a lot of this, and I think he did this because the protagonist of the book is cheap, you know, is okay, uh, right, right. Is, is that is that while things are going on in the the you know the the common room and 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 Nicholson you know McMurphy is doing mm-hmm. his shtick mm-hmm. the whole time he's being observed by this mute deaf Indian who you find out later on in the film is right. not at all mute mute or deaf. Um, but you know, and so what I think, and I think the reason Foreman did this, and I think that, and quite frankly, I think the reason, um, they made that choice when they wrote the play, because there was a play version of this in 63 that Kirk Douglas, the Dale Wasserman, right? Yeah. Adaptation. Yeah. Okay. I think that's right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that's how Michael Douglas got rights to the book to make the movie because Michael Douglas was one of the producers of the film. Anyway. Um, one of the things I think they probably moved it is because the most colorful character, you know, the Indian, the the chief is is a fascinating narrator, but as an actual active character, 
Um, he is not doing a whole he's, lot, he's but passive, observing. He's passive. He's passive. Yeah, he's very yes. passive. Yeah. And so when yeah. you're making when you're making something that's a visual medium, you kind of have to focus most of your attention on the most visual character, and the most visual character is Randall McMurphy. And so well, I think they focus on that. Well, and also I I, I think it's interesting that. And I, the reason I say audience surrogate, right? Like he is the one that we're following. Like Chief is already there. Yeah. Um. Um. Who, who else? Uh, Chief. Martini. You've got Martini. Cheswick. Right. They're already there. Uh, Billy yeah. Bibbit. They're already there. Yeah. The yeah. one that we're introduced to, at least in the movie. Again, haven't read the book. At least in the movie, it's the one that we're introduced to is is McMurphy. So yeah. That's why for me, let's just talk about the movie, right? Like, I love that it's based on a novel and we, I'm sure everybody can go back and forth with, with the differences between the novel and the movie, but- Well, and we that's kind of the fun game. And, and this is what we're doing. So, you know, we're introduced, we follow McMurphy into this situation, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and he's the main character. we're presented with all of these characters. And I, I just, I, you know, I, you've got, not only <laughs> like like a who's who of who's gonna be who eventually yeah. with these actors in this movie um nicholson is at his finest i think in this movie i think you, you people people love to to kind of like shit on on jack um as to you know what he kind of became a caricature of himself uh, in his later years, he's completely stopped acting. I think his last movie was The Departed in 2010. Is that right? I think that's right. I, I'd, I have, can't to, I'd have to look it up. I think. I think he's very. Um, I think he's very good at The Departed. I think. I love him. Money, love him. Love him. For my but, money, I've watched a lot of Jack Nicholson films. I love most of them on some level. Um, some of them you kind of roll your eyes at, but but uh, the fact of the matter like is, what? I, like what? What I, I actually roll, think. What, what would you roll your eyes at? Wolf. Wolf. Wolf, the, yeah, the crossing yeah. guard, you know, didn't really work. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you okay, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, but, go ahead, go ahead. You Sorry. know, but but I think his performance as Randall McMurphy is across oh. the board his best performance of any character he's ever played in a hundred billion films he's done. It is the best performance he's ever put on a film, and I love him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, like I think this I think this performance. It's funny. I read somewhere there was some um, there was some interview I read where you know one of the reasons they you know Milos wanted to cast him and Douglas agreed to cast him. Whatever, however, that ended up shaking out. Well, he had never played a character like this before. That was one of the points, and I was like, and I was like, okay. But then you look at some of the things he's done pri pre uh, previous to this, prior to this, um, it was all leading up to this. And then everything after this was this. Was this, in yeah. A way, yeah. In a way, in a way, right? There's always some, some imprint of R.P. McMurphy on everything Nicholson did after this. Yeah, well, and it's because it, I, think, I think this is probably the closest thing to who he actually felt he was, whether or not that was who he was, is sort of anti-authoritarian, um, mm. making fun, you know, just like, fuck off, I'm going to do what I want, kind of uh, mm. fighting the man. And I think that was Nicholson just as a human being. So it makes perfect sense that this role fit him like a fucking glove. I, wanna, I also oh, yeah. want to point out, 
one of the things I think is really very interesting about this movie, and we do, we're kind of in a place where if you're going to make a movie about the political landscape of the day, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be pretty fucking on the nose. There's not a lot of subtlety. There's not a lot of nuance. It's just like, hey, this is about racism in America, or hey, this is about climate change. Very obvious. Oh, don't look up. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. What I love about this is that when uh, Casey started writing this in '55, he Mm -hmm. published it in 1962. Right. He was writing specifically a book about the mental institutions of the time. And it was about the decentralization of mental institution, mental health of the day and how they go. And he, he volunteered, worked in a mental institute and he interviewed a lot of people, this kind of thing. And this was the book. He wasn't writing a book about any kind of movement. However, when it came out in 1962, it automatically became adopted as part of the anthems for Mm -hmm. civil rights and and the civil rights movement at the time. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it became yeah. one of those. Yeah. Then in 75, when Foreman made the film, it automatically became sort of embraced as a film about Vietnam and our response to Vietnam. The fight and, against the man. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. and and uh, I remember reading once that uh, Billy Bibbit, the character Billy Bibbit, played by Brad Dourif, was mm-hmm. a stand in for uh, America's youth going overseas, which I don't see at all, but I understand people wanted to embrace it as a metaphor well i see i see where they get it but i don't you can't yeah right you can you can make the case right you can make the case um but what i what i love about this film is and i think it will endure is that i watched it just uh i mean i watched it today before we recorded and i was watching it and i was thinking about that allery says so what does it fit well it fits today America sure. is a fucking madhouse. All of the subservient staff are black or Latina, or there's one Asian nurse, mm-hmm. you know. But no, no, none of none of the orderlies are white, or they're all black right, guys, right, right? You know, right. none of none of the uh, none of the inmates are anything but white men, and right. you know, it's it's a really and- interesting. It, it fits in so many things. It also reminds me of sort of like the, the, the uber the- thesis of Terry Gilliam's Brazil. The only mm. way a man can escape a system is to lose his mind. I don't know if that's the direct thesis for this film, but I love that it can mean so much, that it is so subtle and so nuanced. It's so character driven that it just can be a stand in metaphor for so much of what we see as society. Well, and I think that's what's missing a lot in modern filmmaking. Uh, I, I think you bring up a good point about the on-the-nose kind of situation with modern filmmaking, right? Like, you know, too much shit. I mean, I'll go back to... Uh, it's a joke the Wayans brothers make about uh, John Singleton's kind of uh, filmmaking with, with Boys in the Hood or uh, uh, what is the college movie he made? Uh, I'm blanking right now. But it's... Uh, the, the 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 movie that the Wayans brothers did was uh, uh don't be a menace in the hood while don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood something like that yeah and something like made, that yeah every time there was a like kind of like a preachy part of the movie they'd be like message yeah and and I think that's kind of where a lot of films go wrong maybe nowadays oh with, I like, oh either, I think so. Like it's like it's too preachy, you know. I I've never seen um, 
what is it? Uh, there's a problem with Kevin, or we need to talk about Kevin. We need we need to talk about Kevin. It's brilliant. Like that. It's about a school shooter kid. Is that yeah. right? Something. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's not preachy though. No. Nope. Right. No. Nope. Okay. So there could be a preachy version of that movie, which there is a play happening in Los Angeles right now, which seems to be a, a kind of on the nose preachy version about that movie. Um, yeah. I I I I think I think when you look back on or even at the time you look at a movie like Cuckoo's Nest, the brilliance of it is that you can find what you want in it. The movie at its core is anti-establishment, period. Yeah, period. Right? So whatever else you want to put on it with your political message, you're going to find a way to do it with this You're going to find a no way doubt. to do it because, no because it, it, it's, 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 and it, it is... And here's the thing I think is fascinating. One of the things I really loved, and I and I always think this is funny, is that everybody wants. I mean, what if they did a, they did a, a ratchet, uh, nurse ratchet horror oh, never series? I, I didn't. No, I didn't. didn't well, care. I didn't. didn't I, I I started it, but then I stopped because yeah. one of the fundamental things that uh, and Casey didn't write her that way, and so it was. It's remarkably refreshing. Louise Fletcher had only done some like TV before that. She she was not a big star. She took eleven years off before doing this movie. She yeah, was, yeah. She, from what I read, but, she was happy raising her child. Yeah, you she's falling behind. Yeah. But what yeah. works about her performance more than anything else, and I really think it, it, it is why this endures in my mind on a lot of reasons, is Nurse Ratchet is not evil, or at least. She doesn't present herself no, as evil. She is a... doing her job. She right. is the she's the you know the little queen of her fiefdom. Yes, and she yes. is trying to maintain I mean, a specific set of order. And part of her way of doing it, like anything else, from neither is through shame and manipulation, and that's what she does. Neither that's, does, and, and that's why it works so well. Mr. Cheswick, you sit down. Yes, but I want to know. Sit I... down. Cheswick. I wanted. Give him a cigarette, will you, Harding? My last one. That's a fucking lie. Why don't you give him a cigarette? Well, look, I'm not running a charity award, see? Come on. Look, I don't want his <coughs> cigarettes, and I don't want his, or 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 even yours. Do you understand that? I want my cigarettes, Miss Ratched. I want my cigarettes. I want mine, Miss Ratched. What gives you the damn right to keep on with cigarettes? Piled up on your desk and to squeeze out a pack only when you feel like it, huh? Mr. Mr. Harding. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You surprised me. No, well, I lost my head. I'm sorry. I just I didn't mean. I'm, I'm really very sorry. Just forgot. I didn't mean. I'm, I'm really very sorry. Just forgot. It's all right. Miss Ratchet! Yes, Mr. Cheswick? I asked you a question. I heard your question, Mr. Cheswick. And I will answer your question as soon as you've calmed down. Okay. Are you calm, Mr. Cheswick? I'm calm. Good. Now, as you all know, Mr. McMurphy has been running a small gambling casino in our tub room. Now, most of you lost all your cigarettes to Mr. McMurphy. 
not to mention a tidy sum of money to Mr. McMurphy. And that's why your tub room privileges have been suspended and your cigarettes have been rationed. Mr. Martini? How are we going to win our money back? <laughs> well, neither does Hannibal Lecter present himself as evil. Right. He's oh, doing, he does he's, present himself well, as evil. Oh, I think. Oh, no. I think he knows. I hate what he's, some Chianti and some fava beans. That's evil. He knows he's evil. He's presenting as evil. Point. No, no, no. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's he, he's yeah, he presenting he has, as a cannibal. He has, he has fun that he's evil. That's fair. Exactly. That's fair. She's just doing her job. She's just Why is she management. on the list? Why is she on the list? Uh, I actually mentioned this to Mimi, actually. Like, she's on the list, like, top five or top ten. Like most evil characters, uh, evil villains in movies ever. And she said to me, she's like, after you watch the movie, if you didn't know that, would you say that? And no, I'm like, she's not an evil no, character. Frankly, she's not. Like, I know she's just she's she she is in a way like Richard Nixon or Donald Trump. Like, yeah, there are these people who really are coming from a place or 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 Ted Cruz or whoever the fuck. They think that they're coming from a place of good. They yeah, think she they just, really believe what they're doing. She's doing her is, job. Right, right, and right, right. She's nothing more than human. And her oh, it's response awful, to, is horrible. Well, well, the thing is, if she, uh, she could have played, I think a lesser version of this, she could have played this oh. as an evil woman. Yes. Yeah. But no, but she didn't. There's interviews. She, there, there are interviews yeah. with her where she, where she says as much. Like, yeah. The job of an actor is to find the humanity in the character, right? And I think she I'm does. I'm not going to play it as a bad guy, job. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh no, she does. She does. She does. And and, and quite frankly, it makes McMurphy. It, it makes him twice as interesting because the evil that she presents is not a human evil. It's sort of an institutional evil. Here are the rules, and right. you need to follow them. There is, there right. is, uh, like I said, uh, you know, all the, the orderlies are black, and there's, there is a, a, a Catholicism to the actual ritual that that because there there is they take they you know there's the music she plays, there's the uh, the the almost taking sacrament when they get their medicine. You know, in fact, uh, Feldstein, one of the characters, literally holds his tongue out, so she places the pill on his. So, and that's a little on the nose. But there's a she she runs her discussions with a, a a simple manipulation of guilt, and here's how things are going to be. Um, and it's very Catholic in that. It's a very it's a very Catholic institution in that regard, which is fascinating. To, to look at, um, especially considering is, that we don't really focus that much on Catholicism these days. Right, right. Well, I mean, is religion, how is religion brought into this movie? You say Catholicism. Well, is it, well that's the thing. It's I not. That. It, no, what that thing is, it's not. It's not what I'm saying. It's not but what I'm saying is what resembles Catholicism, because mental institutions don't resemble religion for the most part at all. But what is represented is. You look at the Catholic Church. There is it's 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 a real adherence to ritual. Those sure. rituals are often not explained. I mean, well, you, well, you could say that about any religion. So I guess that's why I'm asking specifically about why you would say Catholicism versus well, because because they the, the religion the rituals the rituals specific to Catholicism they use in this film. 
I mean, the, the, when they when they do that, we're taking medicine. It's like time Communion. for your pills. It it Communion. is, and sure. like I said, it looks sure. and feels and is presented as communion. Sure. So it sure. feels sure. very Catholic in that way. The punishment, yeah. the 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 guilt that Billy Bibbit feels that causes oh, him yeah, to yeah, cut yeah, yeah, cut yeah, his yeah, own throat. Yeah, this yeah, is all yeah. very Catholic guilt. This is all that kind of gameplay sure. that Catholic. And so I think sure. there's a lot of that in this film. Is that, that is, really is that deep. is that is that Casey? Is that is that is that that's Foreman? Foreman. What do you, that's what do you Foreman. Think? Oh, you really? Yeah, you think? Well, okay. if you if you well if you oh. look at the. The thing is, if you look at because most of his, I want to say, sort of Catholic, you know, again, yeah, uh, I don't know Catholic. I don't know his. I don't. I don't ahead, know what his. Ahead, yeah, but most of his stuff is visual and is not described as such in the book, as I recall. I mean, you know, they have the medicine time, but at no point in Kesey's book does he describe it as like a Catholic ritual. It's just presented as mm-hmm. a thing they do, and this is how they do it. But Foreman gilds that lily by presenting it with a certain kind of music with a certain kind of standpoint with a reverence to the eating and the drinking even to the point where the way they eat you know they get the pill and then they take Mm. the drink you know and there's Mm. just there's just a thing going on that is all foreman and i think it makes sense because foreman foreman just uh he was just a very i don't know what his politics or his religious affiliation were but i think it's fascinating I'm looking at his filmography here, and I mean, he's on other shit, but like specific oh, yeah. film, you know, I mean, I've seen People versus Larry Flint, which is, I love it. I mean, that's a, that's a tree think... on, 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 on the First Amendment and, and sexuality. Yeah. Um, it's anti religion. Like, I haven't seen Amadeus is... in 20 Oh, I think Amadeus years, is brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, it's and a it brilliant is... movie. I honestly haven't seen it in forever. We should do that. You know? We should do that. So... We should talk about that movie. Oh, no, I really we like definitely it. should. Definitely really like that I, movie. I would love to re- revisit it. Uh, he did the film version of Hair. Wow. Yeah. And Ragtime. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which basically tells you this guy has he has a beef with uh, with sort of the American Christian right. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. The, you know, and and I, and I'm fine with that. But what I really, again, what I really really like about this is, I mean, there's. The thing is, and I never get tired of it. I love every actor, and I love every performance, oh, every uh, single performance. Just fucking outstanding, just outstanding. But my let's, favorite, let's, my favorite yeah, actor go, in this go. entire movie is as much as I love Louise Fletcher, as much as I yeah. love Jack Nicholson. How much fun it is to see a young Danny yeah. DeVito yeah. and Christopher Lloyd. Oh. Brad Dourif is brilliant. Uh, okay, is 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 fucking Sidney Lassick. Sidney oh. Lassick. Who plays Cheswick? Cheswick. What I what I love about that apparently he had a fucking mental breakdown while making the movie. It wouldn't you know surprise this. me. I did not know that, but it yeah, wouldn't. He surprise had to be me. physically removed from the set at one point because he had a fucking mental breakdown during making this movie. Fucking see that because his character because oh. this is an actor. This is an actor that has. Give me my cigarettes. Role. I want my cigarettes. I want I'm my not cigarettes. a child. I'm not oh a child. God. Oh, it's so Rules? Piss on your fucking rules, oh, Miss Ratchet. Oh, Sit down, will you, Cheswick? I want you to know something right here and now, Miss Ratchet. I know little kid. You said I down. know little kid where you're going to have cigarettes kept for me like cookies. And I want something dead. Ain't that right? That's right. Now, will you sit down? No, oh, I won't. I won't. I want something dead. Sit down. I want something dead. I want something dead. I want something dead. I want something dead.
on a second. Like, like I was not expecting to be a, as affected as I was by watching this movie. And like, that's one of the scenes, j- just one of the scenes where like, I was, I was like, I was like almost in tears. I, I I'll cry right now thinking about it. Like, it, yeah, it, that's, it's so, this movie was so fucking effective. Yeah. In, in so many moments. Go ahead, go, 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 go. Well, they set up Cheswick and the reason I love Cheswick, they set up Cheswick in such, and it's, Again, this movie is not a straight story told. It is episodic. And the way it's episodic, I mean, you can break it into episodes. And that's what I love mm-hmm. about it. But yeah, what I yeah. love yeah. about, and, and, and the, 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 the screenwriters and Foreman did this so fucking well, where you have this huge cast of dudes, you know, a couple women, but mostly dudes. Mostly They're all wearing right. white. They all have right. their fucking head shaved. They're all fucking crazy. And it could be, look at the crazy. But what they did was they imbued a sense of character and humanity in each and every one. They start with Cheswick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Harding, the very first group therapy session, and Harding's talking about his wife and, and all this kind of stuff, and they start picking on him, and Cheswick tries to stand up for him, and he looks as, don't be on my side. Don't be on my right. side. And you just see. Right. And right. all of a sudden, in that simple moment with Cheswick's simple reaction that you know who Cheswick is. You've known mm-hmm. this guy. You've known mm-hmm. this guy in high school. You've known this guy in college. When he's on the boat. And Max says, he, you know, he wants to go get everybody fishing. So he's trying to get him to take the wheel and he doesn't know how to do it. And so then he takes it and he's terrified to actually be steering a boat. You come back to him after they're fishing and he's just, I'm Popeye the Sailor <laughs> Man. And it's like this, these simple, simple, very, very specific moments invite you to just see this 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 very uh rich life of characters that may or may not have a ton of lines but each character Tabor Christopher Lloyd doesn't have maybe no, 10 lines no, in a whole movie I, yeah, but I the mean, character you film, know film that the character you, fi- well, well, like, you find out that he's one of the characters who's actually committed he looks mm-hmm. violent mm-hmm. you know and and they're mm-hmm. they're even to the moment like little moments where it's like Tabor faces off with the orderly. There is a moment where you can see Tabor must be a pretty violent guy because of this, the posture that they're taking. It's like that little simple shot gives me a lot of information. That's what this movie does so well. One of one of the articles that I've read, and it's a very old article, and I'll, I'll share it. We don't have film notes or a, a, a show notes. Do we have show we'll notes? do the same. Whatever. We'll do the yeah. same thing that the AP we, says. Um, we'll say it's an episode notes, but I'm not putting fucking anything sure. in episodes. So that's um, crazy. There's an article that I read. Uh, it was an interview with Milos, and he said they 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 literally auditioned 900 people. Now I don't know if that's hyperbole, whatever, from Milos, but they narrowed it down to 100 people, and then it became casting 35 people for the film. Yeah, right? and his Milos's thing was, I hate movies where I'm watching people and. Uh, they look too similar, and I don't know what character is what character. And oh, well, that was... even 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 watching it with, with Mimi, you know, I said like how fascinating. Like here's Nicholson in his jeans and like a like a like a denim shirt in that uh-huh. first scene, and they're all in their kind of hospital whites or beiges or whatever the fuck it was. They're but all white, yeah. Watch, but then as you watch the movie, they all end up in kind of different garb, different 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 permutations of of costumes, right? 
What you never lose track of are the faces. Yeah, they're you so never specific. never lose track. They are all, every single one of these actors in this movie is, 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 is idiosyncratic. Every single one of them. You will never lose sight of who this character is or that character. All of them. It's, all of them. It's, it's, it's an extraordinary thing. Casting. It's extraordinary in every every way. It's extraordinary in every way, um, and I, you know, it it just it's one of those things that every time I watch this movie, um, I I understand America a little bit better than I would. You know what I mean? Because it is a fucking nut house. This is the point, Taper. It's not bullshit. I'm not just talking about my wife. I'm talking about my life. I can't seem to get that through to you. I'm not just talking about one person. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about form. I'm talking about content. I'm talking about interrelationships. I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally! <laughs> yeah, Hardy, you're so fucking dumb, I can't believe it. Oh. <laughs> oh. It makes me feel very peculiar, very peculiar when you throw in peculiar? something like that. Why? What does that mean? Peculiar, peculiar Harding. Peculiar. Peculiar, Harding. Peculiar. I've got to tell you guys peculiar. something. You just don't want to learn anything. You just don't want to listen to anybody. Wait a minute. He's peculiar. got intelligence. Wait a minute. You've never heard the word peculiar? Say, what are you trying to say? Peculiar. <laughs> trying to say I'm queer? Is that it? No, Little Marianne? Little Marjorie Jane? <laughs> On the street? Huh? Is that it? Oh. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Is that your idea of communicating something to me? Is it? Well, is it? Oh, <laughs> you're, they're all crowding in on you, Mr. Harding. They all ganging up on you. Is that news? No, they they, they sometimes want to gang up on me too. But Shazwick, I well, do me a favor. Huh? Take it easy. Take it and but, stay off my side. But I only wanna, I only wanna, I only wanna help you. I understand. Mr. But don't you want me to? Please. But I only wanna. Please. But I only wanna help you. Please. Mr. And, and and I love it. It's like when McMurphy goes off, he says, you're not crazy, not crazier than right. anybody else you find quote? on the what street. What is that quote? Right, right. Yeah, right. you're not any crazier right. than anybody and else you find what, on the and street. That's what, and that is brilliant. Well, and as, as, as a first time kind of like watcher of this movie from start to finish, that was one of the things that blew my fucking mind was when he challenged them. Who's in here? That scene is the best you're in yeah. here by you can just fucking leave you can go out the fucking door anytime you want why don't you do it oh my god that blew my mind and i think that's that that's part of the reason like i got so much more emotionally involved in the movie why don't you fucking leave? like fucking leave please leave and he ultimately gives his life chief helps him at the end right spoiler alert um, <laughs> you, you, he, he gives his life to help these people fucking leave, and they still don't leave at the end. You know the fact that Chief takes that fucking giant marble fucking thing. Uh, what is it? The uh, the 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 water the the water thing in the in the the bathroom, right? And he, he uh, McMurphy tries. He tries. They challenge him. him they challenge him. Like, oh, you can't do it. You can't do it. And McMurphy is there and he's fucking trying to rip this motherfucker up. It's like four or five. Which is a great scene. And he can't fucking do it. He can't fucking do it. And he fucking looks at all of those guys. And it's a beautiful shot. It's like, oh. it's like, it's like nine guys 
in a fucking uh-huh. frame. Like when you look at a fucking frame like that, there's nine fucking people in a frame, and he looks at them all and is like, "At least I tried." Mm-hmm. I, I forget what the exact quotation is. No, that's exact. At least that's I. Exactly. At least I tried. At least I you tried, know? and then he slams the door, and they oh, all react to the door slam. Brilliant, and the fact that because, it calls again, back at the end with Chief, and that's how he fucking leaves. Because I'll tell you, we were watching the movie, and I looked at Maryland. There's the scene where they're having the big party, right, with uh, yeah. Scatman Crothers. Poor oh, Scatman, man. by the way, dude, that was fucking heartbreaking. Scatman <laughs> like broke my fucking heart. But when he wakes up the next morning, I'm just like, look at the nurses and be like, they overpowered me. It's not my fault. Right. Whatever. But that fucking broke my heart. But um, he could have gone. He could have gone anytime he wanted to. He let the prostitutes in. They, they could have gone anytime they wanted to. Any of them could have gone anytime they wanted to. And they didn't. And what does that mean to you? What, what does it, that well, mean to you? What it means to me is I look at, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, we we live in America, um, and what do we do more than anything else on both uh, both sides of the fence politically? What do we do? We bitch and don't do anything about it. We bitch all the time. We whine. We complain. We get on Twitter and we scream at each other. We write op-ed pieces and huff post pieces, but we don't actually do anything about it what do we do and that's what he says when he's talking to the the guys you guys sit and all you do is complain about this place and you could leave anytime all we do is complain about the problems because actually doing something somehow violates our sense of whatever we're supposed to be here for and maybe netflix is the sacrament of uh, mind-altering drugs but, that we've but, taken but mcmurphy did the same thing he, he just he 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 brought Billy Bibbit in. He did the thing like he he was trying to do a good thing, not yeah. a good thing. I don't know if it's a good thing or not. I looked at Mimi at one point. I'm like, this is kind of rapey, isn't it? And she's like, rapey? Why? The girl is a prostitute. Who cares? And he I'm asked like, her no, if she would rapey for Billy Bibbit. Rapey no, for Billy Bibbit because I don't know if he wants it. But oh, then he totally wanted like, it. Yeah, I do. Oh no, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just giving you my thought process through the yeah. scene, right? And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, but McMurphy, McMurphy doesn't really, leave. His whole thing was to get the fuck out. His whole thing then, was to and, try to get the and, fuck out. And then and the he answer chose that, not to. And the answer in the to that question, moment he could. The answer to that, in my opinion, my answer to yeah, that yeah, question yeah. is the reason yeah. he doesn't leave is the same reason so many of us get embedded in certain movements or certain things is we we fall in love with the people. We, we suddenly get a sense of responsibility. And what he did is he came in, all I'm going to do is do my 68 days here, and then you're going to fucking let me out. And, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But like the he, scenes he, where they're he, playing, he, where they're playing blackjack, hit me. Oh, hit play me, the game, Harding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. just realizes <laughs> that, that this is a guy who is an outcast, who is not a part of, uh, you know, civilized society Uh and he's been thrust in this place with these people who desperately and they look to him i mean the scene where he's gotten his first electroshock and he walks in pretending oh yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant 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 they 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 love him so much because he is telling them he's treating them 
like you treat normal people. He's not talking down to them. He's not condescending. And so they adore him. He feels that adoration. And because he feels it, he feels responsible to help them in some way, which is why he takes them on the fishing trip, not just go fuck you. It's like he right, wants right. to take them. No, no, no. He could have, he could have, he could have, he could have bounced over that. He uh, I, 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 dude, I watched that scene. It was the fence. Yeah. It was barbed wire and razor wire. And I'm looking yeah. and I'm like, ow, 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 ow. As he's climbing over the yeah. fucking fence, you know, he could have bounced. Instead, yeah. he went to go get a bus. Because that was fucking fun. guys up. Well, you gotta you yeah. gotta remember at yeah. that point in the film, at that point in the film, he still thought he was gonna get out in 68 days, that this was just a vacation. That's right. That was well, sure, that's fair. That's fair. He didn't that's he fair. didn't realize he was fucked until he realized he was fucked. And sure. then he started to change his tune, and then he goes to after he gets the electric. He's like, once he realizes that Chief can hear and he can speak, well, and that is one of the most brilliant, juicy just, fruit. Just, oh, God. juicy it's fruit! So, it's ah! such a, it's such a sweet moment, and the look on his face, it's like that's why that that look for me. I don't care what you fucking think of Jack Nicholson, anybody with his 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 like cliche shit. I don't care. That scene is worth his entire fucking career. Like Absolutely. he looks at, he looks like that surprise, that, 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 that shock of like, you, what you, what? Oh my well, God. What, no, what it's I love brilliant. about it's it is he, because he you know, you know, Jack, no, you know, yeah. Jack knows the actor. Knows, yeah. But this is what's so, so you know, what I love about that. What I love about it is it could, it, 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 again, it's, it's screenwriting. It's the patience of the mm -hmm. filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Is they're sitting there, but he doesn't know he's going in for electroshock. But that's where he's going. Cheswick has been dragged away. You know, yeah. and he and he and he's yeah. sitting there, and he and he offers a piece of gum yeah. to Chief. So up yeah. this point, up to this point, Chief is deaf. Silent and he is mute. silent for like he's twelve years, I think. Yeah, I, I, and I he hands him the piece of gum. Silent. And yeah. just, just really subtly. That's again. It's so yeah. patient. Yeah. It's, it's. He gets the gum. He pulls the gum out of the wrapper yeah. and says, just under his breath, "Thank you." And that Nicholson, at that moment, Nickel could. You could have had the moment where he goes, "You can talk." What the fuck? He right, that right, moment, right. But no, it, he just looks we're gonna him. take. We're gonna take our time, yeah. and so yeah. he sits there and it just like chews the gum. Yeah, yeah. Cheap is chewing the gum. He's yeah. chewing, but he's he's looking. He's like. Did I hear that? You can see him working this yeah, out. You don't like, know. I, you don't know as an as as an audience member. You yeah. don't know if he actually said that or not. Or yeah, yeah. And no, so he offers him another piece of gum yeah. to see if he says thank you again or something. Yep. Yeah, it's the fucking again so patient because you don't know. There's just enough of a waiting period where he has the mm -hmm. gum mm -hmm. and doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. and you think. What's going on? And then he, and I just fucking love that so much. It's juicy, juicy fruit. fruit. And then Nicholson <laughs> just loses his shit. You motherfucker! You fooled them all. And it's a yeah. great scene. It's yeah. wonderful. And it's not um, overplayed. I, it's not overplayed. No, in way. It's you know? so good. All right. And it's not then followed up by any bombastic shit. And I think this is. I think this is like. Look, modern movies may have one of these moments in an entire film. This, right? this movie has hundreds, hundreds of them, and they're never overplayed. They're never overstated, right? So and subtle. I think, I think, for me, again, as a first time watching this from start to finish, this 
this kind of film is what's missing from modern cinema. The first thing you do when you start a band is talk about your influences. That's how you figure out what kind of band you want to be. So who do you like? Blondie. Christina Aguilera. Who? No. Come on. What? You, shortstop. Puff Daddy. Wrong. Billy. Liza Minnelli? What are you, you guys? This project is called Rock Band. I'm talking about bands that rock. Led Zeppelin. Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, ring any bells? What about Sabbath? ACDC, Motorhead. Oh, what are they teaching this place? So, what were some of? Uh, we're talking about our complimentary films. What's the? What's the? You know, the films. So my first oh, oh. film that I that no, I thought yeah, yeah. I was like okay, how is this? In, you know, you know, because there are there. The thing is, this was huge. It's multiple Academy Awards, big deal. Oh God, yeah. Um, um the first one that I said was Girl Interrupted from 1999, okay. and or, the reason for it, it's not an exact rip, but if you look at it from a certain angle, you can see um, that Winona, Winona Ryder is basically chief, and uh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie is McMurphy yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of I mean if that's not the story being told sure. no but it but it's about all. mental but, health it's about being around a bunch of girls that are fucking crazy and and kind of well, seeing what's crazy and what's not crazy and how they react whether it's unstable or not but it's still it's that that was the movie that you're not going to make a movie about a mental hospital well also based on a novel right yeah it is based on a novel yeah right so yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen remember, it in a very long I time. I do remember really liking the movie. Yeah, it's a um, very good movie. I, I, I'm sure it's not a one-to-one kind of uh, comparison. No, but not at all. But yeah, you know, in terms of of, of, of films set in uh, insane asylums, right? Yeah. Like, it's a pretty fucking phenomenal one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and the thing about it is there are very few... This is the thing that I think is interesting, is that a lot of films that deal with not just mental institution, mental health... But mental institutions, institutions, right, right, institutions, right. yeah, generally, right. um, generally make them horror films. I mean, if you look, if you look at the list yeah, of like, let's yeah. look at, they're oh, usually yeah, yeah, yeah. horror films. And yeah. what I think is interesting about Cuckoo's Nest is it's not a horror film at all. Well, neither it's is, about is... it's about society, and neither is Girl Interrupted. It's it's a, it's a it's a very simple. I mean, it's actually a pretty simple story, but it's so well done. It's oh, just God, so it's, well done. It's, it's brilliant for anybody. I mean, um, for anybody that's only seen Winona Ryder in uh, in, in fucking Stranger fucking Things, Beetlejuice or whatever. Yeah, or no, in Stranger Things. Uh, oh or, God, or Angelina Jolie in uh, in uh, whatever that fucking did. Sure, go back because <laughs> this was when they were actors and no, they were Christ, they, they were good. Yeah, oh, such a uh, Brittany really Brittany Murphy is in that movie yeah. too. I believe. She's yeah. Fun, yeah, she's phenomenal. 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 Yeah. So speaking of movies uh, uh, set in or around or on uh, uh, Insane Island. On the grounds. Uh, Shutter Island from 2010, Martin Scorsese, right? Yeah, it's fucking a, great. It's, uh, again, I believe this is based on a novel. I'm not 100% I think you're right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, know either. I, I know the movie. I don't know fucking books. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's an outstanding, like, it's a period piece. You're watching DiCaprio go onto this 
island where it's kind of like uh, 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 Alcatraz in a way, right? Yeah, it's got it's that Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then the fucking twists. It just see. It's, it's this really is my problem. That it's a really good movie, but it's one of those movies that that uh, once I saw it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't watch I, it again. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah, I, I yeah, know all the yeah, secrets, yeah, and, and yeah, now I'm not as yeah. interested could in you, it. Could you, could you say the same thing about The Usual Suspects, though? No. Really? Even no, though you uh, know. And we're not going to talk about it right now. Even though yeah. you know. Well, you and the watch reason it for it, again, and I, I was thinking about and this I can context. watch it again. I'm just saying. I, I love yeah, no, I, I, in, in context, in context with, uh, since we've been talking about Cuckoo's Nest, is what I would mm. say is, it's why I can watch Cuckoo's Nest. I know how it ends. Like I know Chief takes the thing, for, kills McMurphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all that shit's coming. Shocking, by but, the way. Shocking. Oh, it's brilliant. Okay. But oh, and Tab- you're and Tabor's coming, reaction. You're coming, you're coming with me. Yeah, oh, and Tabor's reaction. Oh, my heart got torn Tabor's out. reaction oh, is one of thrill and thrill oh. and thrill and then sort of anger. I just love that reaction shot. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Christopher yeah. Lloyd and Lovett. Anyway, but yeah. what I think yeah. is interesting, like the, the, the is, I think Shutter Island is a very good movie, but it's more atmosphere than great performances. And what oh, I think fair about enough, the, fair enough, fair yeah, enough. and it's what like, I think it's is, like you, a, it's like a fun, it's like a fun pulp yeah. novel. So yeah, so once yes. you know the secret, yes. it's not really all that interesting. No. The usual suspects. No. It doesn't matter if you know the ending because the ending is at the point. It's the chemistry of all of these actors playing all of these characters in all of these scenes. That's That's what makes it really fun. And so that's what I would say. My second second? movie that that I think – I don't don't think this movie – I think this movie might have been made without Cuckoo's Nest, but there is no doubt in my mind it could not have been made the way it was made. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is also based on a novella Mm -hmm. by Stephen King. Um, that was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. It is oh, 1994's yeah. The Shawshank Redemption. While not Word. A, 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 a mental institution, it was an institution where people had no choice. They were staying there. And about the brutality of that, and about one man who simply said, I'm not, and in that argument, you know, in that argument, you could say, Andy Dufresne is Randall McMurphy because he doesn't fit and he's not going to play by the rules. And Red is Chief because he's there. He's resigned to being there until he meets Andy and Andy changes him. It's a one, but I love the Shawshank Redemption. I can watch that over and over and over again for the same reason that I like Cuckoo's Nest. That's fair. I haven't seen that also in decades. Uh, Well, that's time to watch that movie again. Shit. Yeah, I would would happily do it. what was Andy in jail for? Murdering his wife, oh, which he didn't fuck do. Me. Oh, he didn't which do. Which he didn't do. No. Oh, wrongfully accused. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, He's like that's one. That's one of the jokes. That's one of the jokes in uh, Shawshank Redemption, and it, it really Darabont did a really nice job because he knows you don't have to. Darabont is outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. he did. Well, he knows when it comes to adapting a Stephen King story. Don't fuck with it. Just keep no. it, keep it yes. that way and just do yes. that on screen. Yes. He knows that. Yes. Not everybody knows that. But th- th- that's one of the jokes. We will do the mist. Says, we will do the mist yeah. at some point. Too. I just watched that the other day. Right. Jesus Christ, it's a good Did you watch movie. the black and white one? There's a black and there's white? A, there's a way to watch it. There's a way to watch I think you need the Blu-ray. There's oh, wow. A way, there's a way to watch oh. it in black and white. And he wanted to shoot it in black and white. I think I would like it to. better. 
But I would have liked it better in black yeah, and white. Anyway, I watch it. anyway. All right, yeah. and then your your second movie. My second is... pick. I mean, it's kind of cheap, but it's kind of fun. I mean, you know, 1989, The Dream Team with uh, uh, Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, that's just Boyd. like yeah, that's Boyd, like which, crazy. Come on, okay, you know, there's a connection. Uh, sure, Peter sure, Boyle sure. first. You know, um, uh, 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 there's a psychologist who wants to bring his patients into the city to see a baseball game to help them get better. See, this is fair. This is you okay. What I'm now, saying? I, like, because I haven't seen the dream team since it fucking came out. And I didn't it's really, not great. It didn't make an it's impact fun. on me. So now right. that you say that, I go, oh, that's a but perfect. He, yeah, he wants to bring them into so the city obvious. to see a baseball game to feel better for them. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, All right. Your trailer. This oh. is what this is the movie that you were most looking forward to. Hold on week. a second. Hold on a second. I see a lot of trailers all the time. They come. They go. Uh, yes, this is my pick for this week. Here we go. That's. I don't even know what that means. Of course, we all see lots of trailers, and this is the trailer you chose. So don't like. Don't start apologizing. No, I'm not going to shit. It. I'm not going to. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. All right. Here it goes. Okay. Looking for a vision, a queen, true love. And what exactly do you want? Is Herman Munster in there? Uh -huh. I knew the moment I laid eyes on you that you were special. I understand if you don't feel the same. I'm just a regular gal living a boring, normal life. If there's one thing I know, is that the rest of the world melted away. As soon as you appear in my life. It seems Miss Lily is truly in love. Oh, come on. You know and I know that we got to get rid of that bozo Herman Munster. Transylvania. That's a strange way of saying hello. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to get used to it. That's right. You were looking forward to seeing Rob Zombie's The Monsters. You know, I have seen all of Rob Zombie's movies. I was in midnight audiences uh, for Devil's Rejects, uh, Halloween. You know, he's pretty. R-rated. He's pretty white trash. He's got an affinity. He has seen all of the monsters. He loves the monsters. This is rated PG-13. It looks to me like a really fun B-movie, and I really can't wait to see what he does with it. I really can't. All right, there you go. I'm not okay. as big a fan, yeah. I think, of Rob Zombie yeah. as you are. But oh, yeah, no, no, I'll, no. I'll... I'm not a huge fan of Rob Zombie. I have my oh, okay. fucking criticisms about fucking okay. Rob Zombie. All but right. This looks like based on anything that could happen with the monsters, and there have been uh, starts and misses with the monsters over the years with TV shows. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like that. Um, I'm I'm really curious to see what he does with it. Uh, 
Jeff Daniel Phillips, who plays Herman, uh, I've met him. He's a yeah. really sweet guy. Like he's a theater guy. He was uh he was uh one of the original cavemen in the the Geico commercials. Remember the oh, Geico Jesus cavemen? Uh, yeah. He's a really he's a sweetheart of a dude. Um um the guy who plays uh, Daniel Roebuck who plays Grandpa Monster, he's a huge horror fan. I met him when I was a PA at Lakeshore. The fucking I don't even know fifteen years ago. I wow. had a bunch of horror shit on my desk. He was in Lakeshore for a fucking audition. And I'm like, dude, you were in The Fugitive. Why do you have to audition for anything? And he's like, yeah. well, that's kind of how it goes. So, but I love your horror shit. And I had a bunch of horror shit on my desk. So like, he is huge in horror shit. I just, right. I can't, I can't wait to see this movie. It'll All be right. fun. Well, then, and maybe it'll nice. suck. Maybe it'll suck. I don't know. Yeah, don't maybe, know. maybe not. Uh, here yeah. is my movie that, uh, that I am, I mean, I'm, I'm like shit in my pants looking forward to this one. It's one of the rare it, this, this I'm as excited about this as I would be about sort of a, 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 a stage three Marvel film. All right, here it is. Harold, I don't know what you think you're doing. Excuse me. Hello. Got a dead white man in a box. Not even a casket. Doesn't even have a top on it. In a pine box of old wood. Who do you think is going to get in trouble here? Do me a favor. Try to be optimistic. You don't get here without things starting a long time ago. So, two soldiers and a nurse found ourselves in... Amsterdam. We formed a pact and we swore to protect each other, no matter what. Tax the rich. We find ourselves in a situation where we're accused of killing someone, which is not true. It's no you and Woodman fled the scene. The killer pointed at us. We didn't do anything. Why would you possibly think that was us? Well, there's not too many people that fit the description of a doctor looking for his eye on the ground with his uh, black attorney. Columbia Law School. And this is David O. Russell's Amsterdam. Um, one of the things that uh, is, I mean, first of all, it's David O. Russell. And fuck off. Isn't he, uh, isn't he the one that fucking yells at everybody? Who gives a shit? I don't get, I don't have to fucking I have imagine. dinner with him. I just want to see his fucking movies. He Fair makes enough. great gut. He makes great I goddamn just, movies. I was just asking a question. I've heard that, yeah, maybe he does yell at people and I don't really give a fuck. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. I do not give a shit. What I you want to know what I give a shit about? What do you give a shit about this cast? I give a sh- this motherfucking this cast, cast looks cast? like oh my god! <laughs> this who's who? Who's who? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount of people. Uh, John David yeah. Washington, Margot Robbie, uh, Robert De Niro's in it. Taylor Swift has a cameo. I mean, it's just this is one of those movies that's sure. like okay. I'm just gonna enjoy the bullshit, and and also I love David O. Russell. Like I really, again, I don't love him personally. Maybe he's a big cunt. I don't know. Maybe he jerks off in potted plants. Maybe he touches pussies unnecessarily and unasked for. That's not my I business. About it. Who do cares? It's not. I don't care. I like the fighter. I thought the business. fighter was a good movie. I, I like the, the Huck- I like the Huckabees. Movie. The Huckabees was a good movie. I liked it. You tell That's anybody fun. that has an issue with David O. Russell. 
if I go to the film to see it in the movie theater and he's you know, sitting next to me and he's sitting next to me, then I might move for the same reason that if I were to go see a Woody Allen movie and he was sitting next to me, I might kind of go, Hey dude, I don't really want to get my picture taken with you. Okay. But who gives a fuck? I want to watch the movie. That's what I'm there for. Did he do the, uh, the, what was it? The silver linings playbooks? Yes, he did. Which I thought yeah. was great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, really like that. Man. I really like that. I, it's I think fine. It's yeah. It's, I like it's fine. It's fine. I like the Huckabees. I like the other shit better. All there right. Go. That's fair. That's All right. Fair. That's fair. So there we Donnie, go. Donnie, that, that yeah. is this episode. This is. Uh, Fucking me, man. We didn't even. I, I, I feel like we didn't even cover so much shit with this movie. Oh, this, so, this is one of the. Like, look, look. Cuckoo's Nest. Psycho, like there's some of these movies that we cover that are fucking brilliant, and like it's just scratching the fucking surface, really. Oh, yeah. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Well, you and I, you and I, oh, that's our experience. When you, when I'm in when I'm in L.A. and I'm hanging out in your backyard, it. Well, I, what I think is funny is when it's just you and I. You and I will sit outside in your backyard oh, three fucking four hours, fucking three four yeah. hours talking about movies. Yeah. When yeah. Mimi shows up, then it's three four hours of us just talking politics. Fuck we yeah, just talk about this shit all night, and it's fu- it's fun. <laughs> it's great. That's so, funny. what is the next film on our list? You know, it's your pick. It's yeah, your pick. yeah, it's summertime. I'm gonna go with one of the biggest blockbusters of all time. All right, Jaws. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, Fuck all yeah. right, Jaws. Fuck yeah, yeah Jaws. man. I mean, come on. That's the yeah. blockbuster to change all block. That that yeah, that was that the first the blockbuster. Trend. Yeah, yeah, it started the trend. Yeah. It started yeah. the trend. Of, Fucking summertime. Fuck, you do Jones. a movie in the summertime and billions of dollars. Well, well maybe not at the time billions, but that's yeah, that was no, it. No, yeah. no, Very no, good. No, no. Very but good. the reason all right. the reason the reason Spielberg has a career is because the shark still works. So there you go. Fair enough. All right. So we will do Jaws. Thanks for listening. Uh, go on to Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Tell us what you think. We enjoy having you listen to us as much as we enjoy talking about movies. Rock and roll, people. Bye.